Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to the NXT review with the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Still not waiting out. Thanks to Drew yesterday, by the way, on our live stream, he suggested me saying it like this. So we're the Dudley Boys of what culture? I'm Adam Wilborn. He's Michael. He's Michael Sidgwick. Uh, it's not that wacky. It's a review last night's episode of NXT. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Monetized now, so definitely go and subscribe to that one. Uh, where we review daily wrestling podcasts, uh, we review them and we do them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a shambles, this opening. Uh, this re- not only review the show formerly known as NXT, you get pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's NXT, the Fallout episode of NXT following NXT. No, we'll see. Although I'd probably describe this more as the calm before next week's storm. Yeah, this was the go-home show at the Cheese Night Wars, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's quite exciting. Um, right, the action was really poor. Like, <laughs> That's not what we watched this show for, though. Inexcusably poor in several places. Uh, but I was a massive fan of the booking of uh, the main event. I don't hate the direction of the couple of the titles. like, But, but a wrestling show should have a higher bar for in-ring action. And I'm not even... Like, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. So just point <laughs> yesterday about the... What was it like? Brian Danielson might have like dangerously reset the bar about... Everybody else yeah. is, but like, <laughs> I don't know how you got through this on, barely, barely like, on my terms, of which standards are pathetically lower. I was so like, come on, come on, do you fancy learning to wrestle wrestlers? Honestly, I, I, I don't was, know how you got through some of these matches. I was kind of livid during various <laughs> moments, like kind of livid. But look, I don't like the show, but... There was still some things I can like. I'm sure we'll have fun. Yeah, I w- uh, you're it was right. Pretty charmless across the board for me. The, the wrestling was unacceptably bad in too many matches, and and I feel like uh, Sean's enjoying this recent wave of critical acclaim far too much. Mm. I uh, I like all the definite long term stories being paid off next week that that aren't stunt gas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like oh my god, it's I'm, quite an incredible set of graphics. I want to do. I want to save all of it for the preview, or it feels like a story that we could get into before we go into the specifics of what actually happens. The Tuesday Night War preview next week. It's funny. Games. It's, it's funny. We've got it's the, funny. Oh. Should we talk about it now? We might as well talk about it now. Yeah, there was a, a 
parts throughout the show that I'll get to when we get to them. But effectively, next week, we have Carmelo Hayes versus Brian Breaker with their best friends in their corner. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes as John Cena and Bron Breaker as Paul Bloody Heyman. It's not even Roman. That's so funny. He's I was the, like, they give the call to Roman. And he was like, no. He's got his own wrestling bloodline. And they've sent their one. It's not even the Steiners. It's like... Uh, we've got... Uh, Roxanne Perez versus Asuka, which yep. should be mint, to be fair. And uh, Cody Rhodes making a huge announcement. He's probably going to announce a Dusty Cup. Cody be being the Gabo guy against AEW is incredible. It's wow, wrestling's I mad. He, I wonder what he thinks about it, really. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks. He has to, at this point, be the pro, be the face, work every house show. The uh, Surely the tacit promises are strapping you up. You're going to be the face. Yeah. It's happening at WrestleMania. You Stick the knife in. You kind of have to do everything we say. What it, are the DMs? What are the WhatsApps oh like? God, like I the know. old, like, me and Matt and Nick are still mates, actually. Don't believe the hype. I know Show me the DMs. Show me the DMs today. Notice. No, he never says Kenny. And oh, I know all yeah. along, they were never that friendly. They yeah. just appeared on being the elite together and worked matches together. It was always Matt... Nick and Cody, because they did way more ROH than Kenny ever did. Kenny was quite affable about the original All In, wasn't he? So it's those guys. I was yeah, glad yeah. to be part of it, but yeah. it's those three, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's always like, oh, I mean, me, Nick, and Matt's still really good, mate. <laughs> Show us <laughs> the DMs today, brother. Like, I'll bet it was a less quick yes to this from Cody than it would have been about four or five days ago, because I'll bet he turned to Brandy and went, the right strike's over. Dwayne's gone. <laughs> but I still kind of need to say yes. Do you see Brandy getting a little bit cheeky as well? She was like, oh, like on Twitter, um, on X, if Jay wins the tag belts for Cody, like his family, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, he's like, a bit of a jokey thing. Welcome over at Thanksgiving. We always open the door at Thanksgiving for family. And Ricky Starks. It's like, oh, <laughs> we know. Well, you know. Did you see the uh, fake Young Bucks account as well? Yeah, it was f- I got worked by it. What's the, I haven't seen it, it was pretty good. Yeah. So you know how, like, um, if you go display name at, there's not enough space on X, so you just see Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was Young Bucks underscore. <laughs> and it said something like, oh, real cool Cody, or something Cody, like that. Cody, that's cute, or something. Oh, that's cute, Cody. And it was like 6,000 likes. I'm like, oh, my God. Are we going to get Young Bucks FTR? I know this is not NXT at all. It's preview content for that's a different hap- podcast. That's but... happening in California. Is it? Well, fair they're doing here. full gear at the Kia Forum. Ah, yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. I think the best way to prolong the thing, which they want to do, it'll do, it'll end up over the next however many years of the contract, and whoever doesn't leave first, it'll end up about five, five, six, six. <laughs> like the FTR can win one year, then the yeah. Bucks will win a year, and that's just how it's going to work. But if it's me, this is incidental before I get my thoughts on Tuesday Night Wars, a ladder match, so Dax Harwood could still say, hey, I didn't get in this business to climb no ladders. I came here to pin some shoulders to the mat. I don't know who you think invented the ladder match, but it was Brett f***ing Hart. <laughs> It, it wasn't. It Dax. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Dax. Dax, but, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I ain't no window cleaner. Can <laughs> <laughs> I call it wrestling? Wrestling, not window cleaning. I'm still the best. I'm Dex Harwood. The, the Young Bucks are one of my eight legacy rivals. <laughs> right. So I think they're going to do a lot of magic here for them. But that's they're not doing it on Title Tuesday. Uh-huh. My thoughts on this are so minimal. I was almost getting annoyed at myself for tweeting about it. I was almost getting annoyed at people saying that they were not bothered by it. It was just one of those things that's so instantly annoying that 
You can forecast every bit of discourse. I'm firmly on the side of people who can't be bothered with a discourse on mm. this. Here is what's going to happen. WWE is going to win next week. John <laughs> Cena is on the television show. <laughs> they don't want anyway. They had Edge on AEW. Look what he does to Reigns. <laughs> yeah, no. another, I'm joking. It's another Adam great subplot that. Like, Edge must be <laughs> miserable. <laughs> I don't think he cares that much. Yeah. WWE is going to win this week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after that, what's going to happen is that AEW Dynamite is going to do a show that's either 7 or 8 out of 10 and get a 0.29 in the demo. I think that's that. Yeah. What I'm getting what I'm driving at is that it's going to be an aberration. Now it is supremely <laughs> behavior <laughs> from WWE. Yeah. At this point, I'm personally callous to it. When yeah. it was an actual existential threat to AEW, I got really wound up because God damn it, you've had a monopoly for this long. They had like your, a two week head start, didn't they? Yeah, it's yeah. your fault. It's your fault. If you were just good, there wouldn't be an AEW. Mm-hmm. If you had have signed and pushed and respected and allowed the likes of John Moxley to be John Moxley, not Wacky Dean Ambrose. And if you had done this and just let punk be punk and not alien Sammy in through your own system. Yes. Like and not call Brian Danielson, as he was known, Daniel Bryan, a vegan nerd who doesn't own a TV, right? What if you were just the best? Yeah. And you had all the resources to be the best, right? You would have never had a situation where the young books were like, do we want to go there? Hmm. Because it's in there. Do we want to go there? Or probably not. We'll just do this instead because this convergence of things have happened. Like if they were just good and nice and proper for a span of years and built the trust amongst the talent who they eventually had to turn to when their own developmental system failed several times over, they would never have got in the mess of creating their own competition through their own incompetence in the first place, right? So when they decided to do this, I was like, you know what? It's savvy. I hate it. Like, come on. I just want AEW to be a thing. It would be nice to have competition. And it turns out over the next four years, 80% of the time, that was absolutely seminal, brilliant, great. At this point, it's AEW's going to be fine. AEW's already a distant number two. Like, it's almost like funny, cruel, but they don't have to twist the knife. Yeah. You are already <laughs> a, like, a runaway number one. Triple H has got to get every win back in his career, this yes. one included. Yeah. Like, it's the same as when he was a wrestler. Well, I'm pinning Goldberg at the end, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You pinned him on the way, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, there is no, at the time, it was very much, well, nice idea for AEW. It really could be screwed before. As it happens, that wasn't the case, despite WWE's best efforts. Big misfire because um, it created the opposite. Yes, exactly. Turned people against NXT rather than driving yeah. them towards it. Yeah. And, you know, it's all worked out for WWE in the end, yeah. of course. So my advice would be, don't get wound up. It's a week-long aberration. It's almost funny that it does, it's funny that WWE are doing this. John Cena on NXT. That in itself is a funny punch. I said Brock Lesnar flippantly on a podcast yes. yesterday. John Cena is bigger than Brock Lesnar. Like, you did John Cena to try and manifest a victory. Yeah, and it actually happened because they're just that petty. It is funny. Just accept it as a funny thing that will not in any way, shape, or form harm AEW over the short, medium, or long term. You're going to get some people laughing when WWE win on Twitter. Even, like, self-aware AEW fans who aren't really tribal, right, will laugh. I'll think it's funny because it's so pathetic. That's the thing. It's just a genuinely quite pathetic move. There are two sides of the tribe, right? And they're both going to be children about this. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to find it funny either way, right? Using 
football, the actual game of football, you can use two analogies on either side of the camp, right? What WWE are going to do, and their fans are going to do, this is funny because it's babyish. They're going to go, last goal wins. (laughs) (laughs) When you play five a side and you're a kid and you're like on the air and there's like a minute left before your mom calls you in and and you've got jumpers literally for goal posts. Mm -hmm. Last goal wins, last goal wins. Because you're just a child yeah. and you want to win everything like a child wants to do. Oh, last goal wins. Oh, we've won. You got beat like 10 2. I don't know. It was like it was, a, it was 11, like 14, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're going to go last goal wins. Yay, W fans. I anticipate them being more pathetic. And, I've, and I'm sorry if you're a listener who said this. I would suggest you just calm down. Genuinely. You've got seven days to not get gotten to you by Don't any get of wound this. up. Take man. a week and just be like, don't get wound up. Don't get wound up, man. And the AEW fans are going to go, didn't count. <laughs> they are going to go, that oh, doesn't count. John Cena's not a regular member of NXT, and that doesn't count. They're cheating, they're cheating. It doesn't count. I'm telling you now, right? In my house. Yeah, but what if they lose? That would be hilarious. They're going to lose. No, as in WWE. NXT. Like, oh, that's not, John Cena's we, on the show, man. so funny that it's they're like, funny either okay, way. Um, we're going to do NXT on a Wednesday, and we're going to have Roman versus Brock in the main event. <laughs> e- that's the thing. It's funny either way. I would yeah, just yeah. highly recommend everyone have a sense of humor about this. Either the ultimate bit of funny karma happens and WWE loses, or they, like, stack up their show, their developmental show with John Cena, and fabricate their songs. Carmelo Hayes, best mate. <laughs> Relationship just to win once. And Edge and wins. last and I, goal wins. Edge, like Edge and tears. I fucking did it. It's the first time I justify him being so emotional. Like It's pathetic if they win and pathetic if they lose. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's a good it's time, this funny. one. It's it a good time. Just have a laugh. Because the week after this, normal service will resume. And AEW will probably have some crap houses and some decent ratings. And then mm. they could probably, maybe... Take the embarrassment on the chin, and who knows? Maybe I could drive Tony Khan to fix the TV product that's in the process, but maybe you can do something. It's like, right, maybe I should do some bigger matches on telly and get the gates up and allow people to think, oh, if I buy a ticket, maybe it won't be you know Malachi Black versus um, Brock Anderson headlining <laughs> Dynamite. Maybe I've got a guarantee that I'm going to get a real strong match. Maybe that. Maybe it could force them to look inward and think, if I get beat off their developmental, John Cena notwithstanding, maybe a, a, an overhaul is required in terms of bigger matches on TV, whatever. I play every now and then, right? James has got the size three mm-hmm. inflatable football in the house. And every now and then, when we've done something on the Sunday, on the Saturday, and it's a bit of a lazier day on the on the Sunday... Like, Charlotte will be sat on a tablet, and James will go, do not play football? We'll play indoor football. So the game is, he likes going and go, right? And I do this bit where I get, like, really annoyed when I don't score and get a bit ranty, and he thinks it's funny. I can't picture it. You can't picture it. <laughs> Part of me is devastated. <laughs> Part of me is devastated. So it's this little size three inflatable football, and the goal is the door frame. Uh-huh. And he's, like, eight now. He's... Since you're just loving him, he's a a bit of a short ass like his dad, but like he's quite good in goal. He understands the the concept of like coming out. So it's like I've got no space to put it in. The door frame (laughs) is narrow enough, right? And because he knows his angles, he can come out. I thought I can't really do anything. He'll smother the ball. Yeah, I'll do the um, Eden Hazard on the ball boy and just get the ball (laughs) out like that and turn around and try and lob him. 
But it's hard enough to hit an inflatable football. What I'm getting at is that under these circumstances of our indoor football game that I play with my eight-year-old son, again, my son is eight, he is eight, he is eight, he is eight, he is eight. It is hard for me to score. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, right? Like, through no technique, it's just this ball that will go anywhere. It will, like, do a Roberto Carlos, because it's an inflatable ball, Mm. and it will, like, fly over his shoulder, right? My eight-year-old son, he's eight, he's eight, he's eight, he's eight, he's eight, he is eight, will go, that didn't count. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't count, that didn't count. There are going to be grown adults on X, on former Mania's comment section, (laughs) on Squared Circle, like... On, on places, and they will go, didn't count, they had John Cena. <laughs> my son is... Shut the lid for the day. <laughs> my son is eight, and he uses that to get annoyed when he, on reflection, will score, he will save 39 out of the 40 shots I've taken <laughs> him in the, on an indoor football game. I didn't count. Because he's eight. I also really love that when, I've done had this with my nieces and nephews, when you set yourself something impossible and accidentally achieve it, which, mm. so like, I remember we were playing... You ever play Don't Wake Dad, the board game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing that with my nephew, and his mum, just purely by accident, was going to win. She was like, uh, actually, new adult rule. If I get the required number of dice the dice on the dice, I then have to roll three sixes to win. <laughs> she did it, and it was like, what do we do now? And he just broke down in tears. We are like, uh, no, actually... It was five sixes. You had, oh, it's a three. I mean, a manageable I situation. You're like hitting. You're like, if I score, James, oh, we never play football again. You kick it. It like bounces off a plate. And <laughs> telephone and goes in. You're like, no. I just, as well, like it's, it's why it's funny is because to Cedric's point, it's, it's one week. It's been one week. Like, and then it'll never matter again. Like, there's proper conversations to be had over those fantastic Brandon Thurston WrestleMix infographics where, what, year on year for the last two years, NXT goes like that, and AEW goes like that. And you think, let's have long conversations about that. Yeah. Like, year on year growth and decline are things to talk about when we speak about AEW now in the terms of the fact it's going to get a monster TV deal. Yeah. Company secured for X number of years. Like, again, this is not 2019. This is not even 2020. Um, like, these are the times to have a bit of a piss about about numbers now that like the yeah. war itself is over and the potential ramifications are dead if you're gonna have actual proper like lenny looking forward hmm what does this mean for aw you don't have it over the week john friggin Cena yeah, was on nxt it's like, also, also gonna be really funny when we because i've got a brain like a sieve right now where you look back across the graphic <laughs> and nxt's like i don't know six hundred thousand. 600,000. Then a big 1 million where they had NXT uh, Becky winning the title. Yeah. I'll forget that and I'll be like, wait, 600,000, 600,000, 600,000, 1.2 million. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what happened there? To extend that everyone on both sides, on one side and on the other side <laughs> of the argument is being a child already. If I'm Tony Khan, I just get my ball and I take it, I go home, I go, all right, okay. Hey, can I have Matt Hardy versus Luther? <laughs> yes. I go. It doesn't count because you know, wasn't even. I wasn't even trying. Oh, have we kicked off yet? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't think we'd kicked off. I thought we we're just practicing. They're, like, they're how what? many women's matches are you going to book tonight? One. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like, what? Like a damning indictment that'll be if he's like, if he makes it clear, I'm going to book the worst dynamite ever. Then all the roster are really nervous. Like, so dark order. Like, oh my god, we're in three matches. Like. <laughs> I was 
well, m- mostly very excited about this and then slightly conflicted. Conflicted because now, like you, I have a child and I was like, I used to moan and bitch and I feel awful even more so now about doing it back in the day where I'd be like, guys, I was really tired. I uh, stayed up all night playing computer games and then I had to get up at like five because I had to watch NXT and then AEW back to back. Now I don't know what actual real pain is. And that aside, oh my, oh my God, oh my God. How many games are we going to get to play on the preview next week? We're going to have to do a dub, double preview. Double preview. Like, not to spoil it too much, but obviously for every single big person, Heyman, Cody, Asuka, Cena, don't play the game. I've got the NXT roster page open in front of them. Who are they going to bump into backstage and have an interaction with? Oh, so excited. Tell you what, before we move on to the actual review portion oh, yeah. of the NXT yeah. review, okay. NXT's got a talking point. We should luxuriate in this. We do this every week. We trudge through the sludge we to get one talking point. To create an absolutely stupid labyrinth of in-jokes just to yeah. not say, yeah, mechanically this match is a bit poor, but they're all <laughs> kind of green, so what do you want us to say? I've, I don't understand... I think the old big FMW explosion matches happened in open-air arenas because it was way safer and you could more easily get away with doing big F-off, off explosions (laughs) because of the context of it being an outdoor stadium. Hence why they did it at Daly's Place and haven't run it back in an arena. If it is remotely possible to safely do an exploding barbed wire death match on Dynamite next week, and if you want to win, that's what I would do. It's so great. That's it? what I would do. And what I would do, I would do Kenny, I know they're probably saving it for full gear or whatever. Just do a, another step. Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke Takeshita in an exploding barbed wire death match. Or do some kind of step, right, where it's like explosion death match. And the idea is, right, we'll, we'll do it by the stage so it's away from fans. So it can give you a good explosion with a uh, snapdragon into a yeah. table that's got a bomb underneath it or something, right? Kenny Omega singles matches that are really built to against an opponent where people expected classic draw on dynamite. That's the rule. Two, that stipulation did like 30,000 or 35,000 more buys than any AEW pay-per-view ever. Really? Even though Mox Omega was quite hot, but they had bigger matches. The promotion matches. of that pay-per-view was incredible. It was incredible. That, like, even though he kind of blew the Christian thing, the buzz going into Revolution uh, 2021 was the, yeah. it's huge. huge. It's huge. So we know the stiff draws. And you'll have two thoughts going into it to make it must-see. One, oh my God, are they going to get it right this time? Mm-hmm. And more pressingly, oh my God, are they going to fuck it up again? <laughs> Are they going to botch this again? I can't not watch this yeah. to see. Yeah. Like, people will be on tenterhooks for the explosion or the damn squib alike. If he wants to win, that would be my bit of advice to Tawny Khan. You, know, like, you remember, like, in the early days of the 2019 war, you'd be getting, like, the side-by-sides because people wanted, like, the old days flashbacks. Who's, what's happening on TNT? What's happening on USA right now? And you've got, like, on one side, exploding barbed wire deathmatch. And on the other side, you've got Von, on the other side, you've got Von Wagner going, I don't believe that you two have been friends all along, John Cena and Carmelo Hayes. Of course I, I can see you. you. You're <laughs> right there. You are right there, John. You are right there. I can see you. You have a multicolored cap. In fact, it's actually pretty f- 
fucking difficult not to see you. I understand The Rock did that joke, but not in this voice. <laughs> if you are the Emperor's of Tomorrow, why are you here today, Asuka? I've got a bit of booking. I've got a, a segment I've written uh, for Vaughn a little bit later on when we get to that in the in the review, Very by good. the way. because The American Nightmare, but you are quite popular. <laughs> i tell you what, right? Your father was a dream. What a shame it has gone this way. <laughs> Cody, thank you for the announcement, but this cup is not dusty. It is very pristine. <laughs> One more thing. One more thing before the actual review. Oh, yeah. If they, with the new TV deals, say, Raw's on a Wednesday, guys. At that point, I'll get really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really will, because I want this thing to exist. Yeah, It's one week. Let's just have some of the fun we've literally just had over the past 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, out of interest, Sage. Yeah. Um, assuming that let's go. Oh, with I'm gonna have to watch them both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So let's go with uh, Luther Matt Hardy Dynamite over Exploding Bar by Deathmatch. Would you watch NXT first? Absolutely never. <laughs> Just never. Absolutely never. Point of principle. We're actually gonna have to think about the uh, the admin of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because no one can do Dynamite NXT then in ups and downs. We might have to. Oh, geez, no, we used to do doublers. The Wednesday Night War podcast. I bet neither of us were on the rotation of ups and downs at the time. That's true. Like, I, five-star review in the middle as well. No, we used to put that. That's, that's been on Raw a while. Okay. It used to be SmackDown, that was. Ah. Yeah. Um, God. In the old SmackDown Live days. We'll work out. That's a conversation we'll not to be recorded yet. <laughs> Basically, but, I'm not doing one of the podcasts. Simple. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. You can miss Dynamite, too. Oh, no, the preview, I was going to say, that's the same day as our live Raw review on our What Culture Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, but it's the preview day for that. Yeah. So we're fine. There are lots of games on that one. Uh, anyway, getting to, to last night's show. Big recap of NXT. No. I'll see. Thanks for the five-minute skip, guys. Yeah, I always love that. that. Um, Becky Lynch comes out and Beck's tea. The man's come back around. Um, she says, I'm not medically cleared to wrestle after this title defense against Timothy Stern. Uh, but neither she, we beat the outlawing piss out of each other. Um, she says, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I always give my all and defending my title. Uh, she's a fighting champion, uh, and she's eyeing up night one of Halloween. <laughs> uh, for another title defense. Oh, no. When she is. Is that just night one's? Oh, God, no, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, do a different one for okay. different nights. Good idea. Um, huh? Well, yeah, I'll let you work. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's oh, doo -doo, promo train time. Here comes Bird Person. Oh God, she was so cringeworthy last night. She says, "Oh, you remember June 2014? Uh, you made your NXT debut. Did you see the thing on X? Yes. Just a massive oh, Sasha Banks fan. <laughs> she's just, just lying through her teeth. It's okay. And it's, it's, it's fine. It's she's a work. basically told her story that is true." About Sasha Banks, and yeah, they've got quite, yeah. like people have found, like they've kept the receipts, like people have found the screenshots. From it. It's sweet, isn't it? It's like fine, it's yeah. a work, but it's, it's still funny. funny. <laughs> it's just the, the the cup gimmick where it covers your mouth. I always used to love watching NXT and being like, "Yes, it's Becky time." <laughs> uh, I love that you've got your wings. I hope you're flat. That could be a message to a third person. She's right. No, she's not. <laughs> she said that's the first episode. <laughs> The episode I watched, uh, and after watching it, I began to train to wrestle. Uh, you, you helped your debut kickstarted my career. Um, talks about what she means to Irish. I hope not. Diddly diddly dee. It's the worst freaking debut ever. So yeah, your patronising, <laughs> stereotypical thing made me think. Oh, maybe one day I could be a bird person. No, oh, gone off on swag. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says, "Oh, you." 
grew up, you know, there's the person who grew up not far from where I'm from, and now she's doing this, and then she goes on to be the person to first woman to main event WrestleMania. Um, and then fast forward, and I'm standing side by side uh, the main event of you. Uh, like 15 years old here. <laughs> and then she said, oh, from Keep going, away from some of the people on this show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I go from side by side to face to face with the champ. Uh, and Lynch seems to be heading towards accepting the challenge. When here comes Indy Hartwell. Remember her? Fresh she, out of the car park. Has <laughs> <laughs> she been on the main roster? Did she get promoted to the main roster or drafted to the main roster? Yeah. yeah. Except never really was on it. Not really. Well, she was injured, wasn't she? She had to give up the title because she was injured, yeah, yeah. But she was getting called up as well. Yeah. She was called up as champion because there was a bit of a joke that, like, Sean lost his tag champs and world champions at the same time. Yeah, no, didn't they call it? They were like... Uh, we call right taking you women's champion, yeah. and you're like, okay, and we're taking you women's tag mm. champions. And it's like, well, that's okay because the opponents in that match can stay. In <laughs> yeah. and we'll have them as well. Actually, it's ridiculous. Um, none, of yeah. them, none of them done a single thing. No. no. Uh, well, the, well, yeah. Two they've of them corrupted the uh, women's cor- tag titles on the main roster. A shooped curse. That was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Indy says, look, I never lost the uh, NXT Women's Championship. You're not the only one, Becky, who can you know, go to the main roster and then come home. Um, I'm back for something I never lost. Uh, and then she's interrupted by Roxanne Perez, who got booed. Don't boo Roxanne Perez, weird NXT audience. They're kind of following the instructions. Yeah. I think they're, you know, they've been told that she's getting a bit, getting a bit whingy. Getting a bit big for her bloody boots. Yeah, that's what they've been told. Um, and she says, you know, look, Becky, you're the man. You deserve to be. Um, I became everything you, you said I couldn't know. Um, I'm not going to rely on my accomplishments. Um, you said a few weeks ago, Bex, to, for me to rest up, but I'm not going to. I respect you. I want my women's title back, and I'm taking it at Halloween Havoc. And basically, Becky Lynch just books a triple threat match for triple. tonight. Triple threat. Triple threat. Uh, the winner of which will get a, a, a shot at the title on the first night of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a bit embarrassing, this. Oh, very embarrassing. But then Becky, <laughs> the match was even worse. Greatly. But then Becky Lynch set the bar solo with that... Um, Rap thing she did the other week that, like, by comparison, that's a bad. This was pretty terrible. They I were. Com- I forgot to mention Miz's thing from the uh, Drew McIntyre promo yesterday. Can't dispute. When he's like, Ugh. Ugh. like Jay White's watching this going, dodged, dodged a fucking bullet there, didn't I? <laughs> the Miz absolutely sucks. Th- oh, like, he's got a hot wife. So, oh, yeah, know. he bounces on them titties every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a time Grand Slam champion, actually, Sage. Oh, yeah, I'll send his wiki page. Well, I keep forgetting. I keep we'll get back to the desk. I'll send his wiki. No, this was this was a bit of one of those over Becky Lynch, the most famous wrestler on this show. They've sent out every wrestler to recap this, this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could do with this promo train for like a talk for Von Wagner next week. They've got his biggest audience ever. Right, we're going to tell you everything about this guy. You see that? You see that head? You see that heed? Well, there's some stories about that. Like it was just weird. They were all, you know, they probably know that eyes are suddenly on this show a little bit. So it's like, can you open a raw? And the answer, unfortunately, was a profound no, they can't. It was the delivery was really fake feeling. Um, I didn't. That's buy. how they all came through the audience, you remember? Oh, oh my God. God. It wasn't as bad as that, at least, I suppose. Not good. Not so good, Al. I can't remember the match. The bit I might have made up. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so much. Like, have I made this up? Or am I really emphasizing and isolating this one bit? But we'll, we'll get to it. The Roxanne Perez heel turn shouldn't be happening, by no, the way. No, no, this no. This is no. a very Triple H NXT. Why are you going heel now? Why? Because they weren't good Duke. But it's a test for the minute. Yeah, they're trying to do this. Try, it's a curriculum. Play heel, play face. It's they're trying the Drew McIntyre thing with her. But one of the reasons they're doing it with her is because she's so likable. 
that you have to try twice as hard to get people to hate her convincingly. Mm. So maybe just don't, turn, maybe just try and, <laughs> to Sidney's point, like maybe the odd Ricky Steamboat's not such a bad thing. And that's why he's there as a shorthand because you yeah. need one or two every generation. Mm. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, then we get a video package hyping up everyone who's going to be the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Do you reckon there's going to be any matches in that next week on the big show? I'll put Lola Vice so on there. Uh, maybe. Love, love me some Lola Vice. The one outside of obviously all these stunt cast appearances, the one thing you could do to like try and stick it to Dynamite is book like four, book the whole first round. Oh God, like other than these big stars, you've know, got four women's matches. Try it yourself, Tony Khan. Yeah. Like, you just have maybe it, like, you can learn something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got Gallus versus Tyler Beat and Butch, uh, with obviously Joe Coffey there to run interference at ringside for Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Um, Butch dominates early, but Wolfgang hits him with a cheap shot to allow him to take over. Uh, I did like the bit where Tyler Beard came in, and I think Butch had already done one of the arm stomps on Wolfgang, and they did a double arm stomp, and just the fr frozen image of Wolfgang being like, oh, my bloody arms, <laughs> like that, was preposterous. And they do the double bop and bang to Wolfgang, send him outside to go to a break. We come back, Tyler Beard's in trouble. Joe Coffey's interfered, cheap shots. Hot tag to Butch, he cleans house, hits Mark Coffey with a shining wizard, uh, does the old Seamus beats the Bodron thing spot, uh, plancher outside onto Joe Coffey. Butch gets back in, gets cut off by Mark Coffey, but Bate comes in and comes to his aid. Uh, Butch moonsaulted off the middle turnbuckle, out to the floor onto Wolfgang. Bate jumped off the top rope uh, as well. Uh, Butch tagged back in and they do the double team Hip toss powerbomb thing on Mark Coffey. One, two, three. The moment the referee's hand hits the mat to count the three, in flies Joe Coffey to get their heat back. Uh, numbers game, of course, allows Gallus to, to take over. And there comes it. Ridge the bloody fridge. He's back in NXT. Uh, and he clears the ring of Gallus. The place where he horrifically injured himself. Yeah. He's doing too much. I thought, right, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, I don't want to watch them against Gallus. I don't want them to get complacent working together again against people they're very familiar with in the very NXT UK flavoured match. I thought Tyler Bate looked really in the mood again, mm. and I wondered if the long game here is because Sheamus might be done or about to go, they just move him into the Brawling Brutes and move them back to the main roster. That's a good move for then It's actually, I watched that, that match and had the exact same thought. I will never, they are simply Mike alone. 
They are each mic alone. They are. They do not have it in them to be uh, larger than life WWE superstar. I think Christmas Day is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't. They are each pretty dull. Like, can you imagine having like a chat? They've never watched a film Bay. between them, but they like Peaky Blinders. Ah, uh, they like Peaky Blinders. <laughs> That's it. They'll <laughs> get a real Peaky Blinders energy about this. They'll be uh, either like the wrestling. Yeah. Like the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> They like the Arctic Monkeys, but only the first two albums yeah. Yeah. and AM. Yeah, they like the one Jack White song that they used for their entrance theme when they were in progress. Yeah, but they've never really gone back to the like the White Stripes back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, oh god, they're not charismatic or re- they're kind of likable, I guess. The witty sometimes in the ring, but like, there'd be no patter whatsoever. They could be a tag team, and in fact, they should be a tag team. I think they would get over. To a degree, <clears throat> and they should not be thought of as proper singles guys. When I put them in a tag team, it's like, click. That's how they can succeed. Yeah, that is how they can succeed. That's how they can come vaguely within the orbit of a title on the main roster. Six years ago, you signed pretty strong style as a team, and then boom, six years later, we're going to put them together. Yeah, <laughs> like up and down, like Tyler Bates, age thirty years. <laughs> He's older than Trent Seven now. <laughs> Pete Dunn's been chewed up and somehow not spat out by the system. Yeah. No, we're going to put you guys together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an epiphany. <laughs> truly is, though. It, it truly is. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, the match itself was the most well-worked match on the show, <laughs> and by default, I hated it because Gallus were there. Yeah. Uh, then we have the new NXT champions. I just hate them. Oh, they're such an awful presence, aren't they? Like, I just hate them. Do you remember the competent wrestlers? Do you remember before they were but telling... also not because they inspire no emotion in me, and that's the point. Oh, do you remember like when before they reached like the competent cinematic... mechanics? That's what should rename them. <laughs> remember when they had the revival were going to be mechanics? Yeah, the mechanics, because uh, our stuff looks so goddamn good. I ain't fixed a car in my life. I don't know much about engines, <laughs> but if you look under the hood of some classic wrestling matches, you'll find a picture of me and Tash. <laughs> No, remember when before, like, the cinematic crescendo of the uh, the Cowboys and Keanu James and all of that? Every now and then you'd have, like, Brooks and Jensen versus Gallus. What the f***? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? Shagger. <laughs> Flash an ankle or something, pal. <laughs> uh, so we get the new NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov. He comes down to the ring. It's a great reaction from the fans. They're very happy. He's the new champ. Um, he nearly fell over doing this. I'm so <laughs> excited. Isn't it? That would have been, in his words, if he'd fallen. <laughs> Very embarrassing. I'm becoming of a champion. I fell flat on my f***ing <laughs> arse. <laughs> and it had to lie like that. <laughs> yeah, that becomes his new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a back foot when he's entering. He's he dragging him, just coffee. scooting around like a dog so he can feel some pain. <laughs> well, it's more uncomfortable than it is on my feet. This is, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> you get shoes that are individual beds of nails. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you tweeted, tweeted about, he did the tweet about Darby Allen yesterday. He was dragging off his entrance as he comes in, climbs the turnbuckle, holds the title up for the big photo thing, and then just coffin drops onto no one. <laughs> oh, right, okay, time for the promo. Uh, uh, right. He uh, puts over Carmelo Hayes, brought the fight at uh, He says, I can barely stand, but here I stand uh, as your champion. Uh, I'm going to take this on to another level. I'll, I'll protect it with my life. Long live the czar, all that sort of thing. Uh, and then he's interrupted by new North American champion, Trick Williams. And whoop, that trick. Great crowd reaction. Um, and Trick gets in there and says, look, thank you, Ilya. You showed something in me. 
uh, when I wrestled you a few weeks ago, and as a result, I now I've got gold. Uh, only going up from here. Dragonoff says, I'm proud of you. Does his whoop that? He really whooped that trick. Does his catchphrase? So a nice reaction from the crowd as well. And then here comes Carmelo Hayes. Grumpy Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> he limps out, understandably, uh, and he's like, He's annoyed about Trick thanking Williams. He's like, I supported you way before he did. Um, I'm proud of you, but don't. Uh, and he says, but, you know, winning that title is one thing. Defending it is another. And Trick's like, do you not think I can do this? And he's like, isn't that, that's not what I mean. And Ilya's like, what do you mean, actually? And he's like, stay out of it, you, right? And was like, well, actually, champions only conversation, so... To you, but once you saw no homers club, I love how much he likes. He's a champion now. It's a champion's time. It's a champion's only conversation. I get it. You won the belt. It's on your shoulder. <laughs> I know. It's uh, the writing is so patronising. Uh, anyway, really patronising, <laughs> which is ironic because so as I said, <laughs> dragging off opening raw is going to be so classic. <laughs> Welcome. There's loads of people going to buy some merch and go to the toilet. Yeah. Come back in a minute. <laughs> when scenery. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, Dragon's like, oh, see you later. Uh, and Carmelo Hayes is like, you need to be focusing on Dominic Mysterio. And that brings out Dominic Mysterio. He says, yeah, you should listen to him. Uh, winning the title and keeping it are two very different things, especially when I'm the one coming for you, least threatening thing ever. Uh, Trick says, oh, well, I was at, at Raw and uh, saw you. And are you always taking orders from me? Uh and in, uh, Dom's like, don't worry about that, I'm all man. Um, and Trick says, oh, you're always, you know, talking about her. And Dom's like, yeah, I'm going to bring the title back to her. That's why. Uh, Mello says, well, Trick Williams doesn't roll alone. I'll be in his corner. Uh, and Dom's like, so wait a second. Trick, you're the champion. You're 2'4", you're 6'4", and you're still in Carmelo's shadow. And Trick falls for this and says, ah, yeah, well, I appreciate the offer, Mello. But uh, I won the title by myself. I'll defend it by myself. And he set himself up for a fall later on in the show. They went one. I. It was stupid, right? All of this was. This continues to be as daft as the one me and Sidra picked on. No, wait, come back. I was like, oh, I'm back. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that could be corrected quite easily with just one extra conversation. I really wish, and this is why WWE doesn't think sometimes, and they go into booking autopilot. It didn't need Dominic Mysterio to neg out the, yeah. no, no, you stay backstage. A baby face getting fooled by a heel is dumb baby face. Yes. Stuff. The right booking was like Trick St. Mello. I didn't care for that, mate. You stay backstage. Like, he can make that choice himself and it'd be the wrong Give him choice. Some agency. Yeah. Like, I'd, they only know how to do that thing. And I just thought, like, because I really like how all this played out. And we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a short reign for this purpose when they lost the Ali thing. It's like, it's quite creative, I think. Don't I just realize he was going to win the title in a triple threat. I'm mad that, in it? And it's just like. Yeah, we're all set for uh, all set for uh, Saturday, Sean. Yeah, I'll just check, uh, just quickly check uh, X. I've got a bit of spare time. Oh, he wouldn't do that. It's not his Twitter account. Like in tweets about Stephanie and trips breaking up or whatever. Uh, what? <laughs> that, but that was my one flaw with this. They kind of that felt like very WWE autopilot. Right, send the heel out there to finish the job, and it's like you didn't really need that. I'm more yeah. interested in Mellow and Tricky. Oh, I was good. Yeah, we'll revisit this, obviously, in the main event. Uh, then it was time for the uh, number one contenders match. Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and uh, Bird Person. Uh, Lyra and uh, Roxy hit Indy with their with a double suplex to get rid of her. So it's, it's a very usual triple threat affair. Gets to get rid of one person and just have a normal match for the most part. 
Indy came back in, though. Hip-tossed Roxy and body-slammed both of them. Nice to see her back in a ring, to be honest. Uh, hits an uppercut on Roxanne Perez uh, through the ropes. Kicks her in the head. Puts Lyra between the ropes and does the same. as a hanging vertical suplex and a cover, but Roxanne breaks that up. Uh, then there's a spot where it's like Roxy goes to dive. Lyra cuts her off, knocks her to the outside, dives onto her, goes to dive onto Indy, but Indy catches her. Lyra knocks Indy into the steps. Roxy dives through and onto Lyra. Indy hits Roxy with a big boot. We go to a break. Uh, when we come back, Perez hits a big crossbody on Indy and drop kicks Lyra into the corner. Um, a Russian leg sweep gets a two count. Uh, Valkyria comes back in and drop kicks both of them down. Suplexes Perez for two, uh, but Perez comes back uh, with a super hurricane runner. Um, Perez has got the match won. Um, she's pinning Indy Hartwell when suddenly she's pulled out of the ring by one Kiana James. Um, James attacks her, but eats a super kick from Becky Lynch, who I should have mentioned was at ringside. Meanwhile, Valkyria has recovered, climbs the turnbuckle, big splash onto uh, Indy Hartwell. One, two, three. And to close out the, this bit, Becky Lynch gets in the ring to face off with her opponent, potentially at Halloween. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they've got the Tegan Knox match that's going on on Raw next week. And that basically decides who faces, it's going to be Becky Lynch, who faces Lyra Valkyrie at Halloween Havoc. Right. This cliche of a match, mechanically just middling, okay? Have I made this up? Or was there a bit when... Because Becky Lynch was on commentary. Mm -hmm. There's a bit where live Valkyria, you know, like the story is actually idolized Becky Lynch growing up. Have I imagined it? Or was there a bit in this match where she, like, looks at Becky Lynch for approval yeah. before yeah. she's about to... Oh, my God, I wanted to die. Yeah. If, if, someone had, <laughs> if someone had, like, just said, oh, do you want to die? <laughs> I'd have went... I'd have went you got to get the two choices, mate. You can die right now, or you can watch the next three seconds of this um, like exchange of facial expressions between oh, Valkyrie yeah. and Becky Lynch. I've got. Oh, go on, because I'd rather it's die. Route one, angel and devil on your shoulder. The angel's like live. The devil, I can die, mate. Like, this is not like decisions and choices. I'm dying. Like, oh my god, ah. So if you haven't seen it, and you probably haven't, you, you listen to this podcast to keep abreast of things. Like, <laughs> this would be a lot did more... A face. This would be, Of course he did. This would be a lot more useful if it was next week and we were on, uh, on YouTube, live on tape, and you could see my face, which is an impression of Laya Valkyria's face and then Becky Lynch's face. But Laya Valkyria <laughs> went a bit like this. <laughs> like, eyes open, nodding like, do I have your approval, Becky? And oh my God, Becky Lynch's face was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> she looked, no, she looked so like, oh God, what are you looking at like that for? Like, oh, no, not lying, Valkyria. <laughs> it was the equivalent of right, not in this job, but in old jobs where, you know, when you're like, there's someone, you know, maybe they're all right, maybe they're a complete dick, maybe like, you know them just enough where it's a bit rude to not talk to them if you see them in a context outside of work. And you know, oh, God, this person, they are on the same metro line Oh, God, Jesus Christ, did you make me feel sick. I didn't want you to use that example. They are on... We're leaving the office at the same time, and I know they're getting on my metro. They're getting on my metro or my bus, and I'm leaving the office with them at the same time, and we don't get on, so it's, oh, I'll have a chat with him, or her, or whatever. Or... I act, we don't like each other, so we'll just ignore each other happily. 
it's that in between where I was like, oh God, I'm a dick if I don't talk. And guess what? You probably don't want to do it either, but we are, we live in a society and these sorts of things are, yeah, God. Becky Lynch had the exact face of, oh, not Valkyria. <laughs> bird person's on the metro. Oh, God, bird person's on the metro. And I didn't put my headphones in <laughs> in time to make it seem like I can do a thespian masterclass of, I'm just like, you know, really in the zone of like, listen to music. I didn't see you there. I obviously did. She looked really awkward. <laughs> it was, it, she looked like she was 15 years old. Remember the uh, really quite spooky Soft Mints advert with that character, Mr. Stoft? And he would, like, walk with, like, very exaggerated long strides because he was made of Soft Mints. If this means nothing to you. Yes, no, 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 no. Google the advert, like, it's sort of a very, very weird creature. I'm quite a fast walker. I've got long legs as well. But when the person is, like, say, three people in front of me, that dreaded person, have to walk like Mr. Soft in slow strides. It's like, I'm, I'm, I keep catching them. How do I slow myself down? To the point where I'm almost going backwards to avoid catching up. It's that bit as well where in the platform. It's like, hold on, I've looked at it five times. I'm pretty sure it says it's five minutes till the next train. But you just narrow your eyes and go, huh? Huh? I'm looking directly at the board. <laughs> if only I could move my neck down. Five minutes. Bloody, uh, it's taking ages, this. Four now, come on. <laughs> when, when's it when? Come. Please, weather, do some weather. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mr. Soft lives in a soft world. The song is about him being soft. The product he's advertising is called Soft Mints. Then he hits a not-so-soft lamppost. <laughs> That's the thing I've just found here. It's really weird advert. Oh, hang on. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! game. Two-part question, actually, this, if I can find this out. What number did it come in the top ten funniest adverts of the 80s? And if I can find it out, what was number one? It's not number one. Ten? Adverts aren't even really funny, are they? Just every now and then you watch it and you go, huh. <laughs> and then you beat it's your, it's your nose thing. <laughs> you beat into submission by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say number four, even though I didn't think it was particularly funny. It's number six. It beat Brand Flakes, Trio, Scotch Video Cassettes, and Dime. Bet you like at least half of them are really dime. problematic. Yeah. The Dime Bar one, wasn't it just like Harry Enfield saying Dime Bar in various funny voices that will probably be problematic? I, I quite like that. I bet actually, now you mention it. Smooth on the outside, crunchy on the inside, armadillos. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because armadillo is like a funny word. Yeah. Funny words. Oh, funny. One of it sounds like dildo. For if anything. 47 armadillos. Yeah. Well, straight out of Blackadder, of that one. You watch Blackadder now. It's crap. Like, it's just, it's just like random. You know the South Park well, guy? That's how I said about banter in the past. Banter well, in the past. Yeah, uh, banter in the past. How good could it be if people were laughing at Blackadder? Yeah. Like a septic pig. Oh, walk funny. I'm in Monty Python. <laughs> Americans and Mon they love their Monty Python. Monty Python. You, you Brits invented comedy with Monty Python. They're very irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Cleese. John Cleese and Diesel. Do you want to guess? Why is that, uh, John Cleese is Diesel. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, mean, that means cool. I'm Shane McMahon. How did he not tear his quad doing that funny walk <laughs> on Monty Python? Do you want to guess what was number one in the funniest adverts of the age? Can't run a hotel. He's too angry. I uh, can't the remember. Smash aliens. Okay, good guess. This is the 80s. The 80s. I'll go with... Round trees, fruit gums. 
Good guess. It was Carling Black Label in the Laundrette. It's a spoof on the Levi's advert. Oh, like, is that where, like, the, the sexy fella gets his jeans washed? So he's wearing now on his legs and he's fit. And the Carling Black Label guy, just a fat lager drinker. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the joke. Right, Mello's walking backstage. Uh, Bron comes. You don't endorse that advert. It's probably problematic. Yeah, we can't remember lie. it. Yeah. Nor do I endorse drinking Carlin. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Mello's walking backstage when Bran Breaker walks up to him. He says, no, how you feel? Losing the title on the biggest stage. Um, and they all start bloody chanting for the other guy, didn't they, when you lost? Uh, I know it's bothering you. I know you've got a bit of frustration and rage. So why not take it out on everyone and destroy everyone, including your friend Trick Williams? And Mello's like, well, no, lead trick out of it. And Bron was like, well, where was he? Was he there at Gorilla? Was he there to, you know, give you a hug afterwards? I was like, yeah, did you not watch the show? He, he, there was literally a scene at the end of the... Anyway, uh, and he just, he walks off and Mello's like, mm, maybe I should kill my best friend. So what I like about this. Like, what Bron Breaker said was really dumb, but it is what happened. I like it when these characters that we rip the piss out of every week, that we've almost normalized because we just accept them. They remind you how stupid they are, but they own it. Like if Larry Valkyrie suddenly said, I am a bird, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've flown into an odd window in my time. Yeah, yeah. But I still got up. Like you'd be like, yep, because you were a yeah, bird for three months. Bird. That was you the crap. That's Bron Breaker's arc. He did go like bananas and just batter everybody yes. really cruelly. And I like him being able to live in that character. I didn't hate the idea, right, of deposed former NXT champion. Had the fans turn their backs on him, saying to the next one to lose, this is what's going to happen, get used to it, just embrace the dark side, mm. etc. If I'm Carmelo Hayes, I'm thinking, yes, I am frustrated. Yes, I am really annoyed. And yes, I do feel like a little bit slighted by the fact that they prefer Dragunov to me and I'm on the way out. And maybe to get back on top, I could probably do with taking a few shortcuts. I would also say, hang on. You just lost to Baron Corbin on the first match of an NXT show. <laughs> Maybe your way isn't the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Ilya Dragunov's getting uh, the plate screwed onto his championship when Baron Corbin shows up and says, oh, they didn't screw him on too tight because uh, I'm the the only person who's beaten you other than Melo. Uh, history's going to repeat itself. Ilya's like, oh, I don't agree. And Baron says, well, why don't you go off? This is a champion's time. Shine That's the, what he said, isn't it? Yeah, shine the belt up. Get loads Get of, it. You've just won the NXT championship. <laughs> get loads of pictures because uh, enjoy it while you can, effectively. This, this, they did set it up. I'd like, I don't particularly want to watch this, but they did obviously beat him with this in mind. He, like Corbin was the guy for Carmelo Hayes as well. Like, he's... Again, like him as a person, but he's become NXT's like bland Lance Archer. I was going to say crap Lance Archer. Yeah, it's not crap. Could run, <laughs> could run Ilya over with his new motorbike. I would love that, and so would Ilya Dragon. He would have dragon behind that. it. Oh, he'd love that. Take me with you. <laughs> he's like, ha ha. How does that feel, Ilya? Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. All the wrestlers get caught on a roster and get their own bus. Dragon wants to be dragged around on a motorbike, like when Undertaker did Hulk Hogan. Oh, Ilya drag around. <laughs> On a, on a hundred miles per hour motorbike. I like that kid. He took a bird and hold it. Asshole come back in the locker room with that stinking NWO from that WCW. Tried to put my ass out of business. Don't think so, Hulk. Yeah, I got food off my table. I like that, Dragon Arm. Go on, get, kid. <laughs> he didn't get over that choke slam, so I just did it as a shoot. Make yourself famous. You see that guy walking around with a broken back? That was the choke slam. <laughs> Don't f with a dead man. <laughs> 
your bag of bones, you see. <laughs> now we're talking my language, Hulkster. I think you probably spoken a lot of my language, Hulkster. <laughs> um, the grudge match was next. The grudge match, they can't seem to get right. Blair Davenport and Gigi Dolene. So, of, of course... This is crap. This is embarrassing. They were meant to do it the other week, and Davenport attacked Gigi Dolene uh, to take her out of it. Then Gigi attacked her on the No Mercy kickoff, but no one watched that. So, um, Gigi Dolene attacked Blair Davenport as she was making her smoky entrance this week, and they brawl and get back in the ring. Um, Dolene's in control, House of Fire... Um, then she gets cut off by Blair Davenport. They spill out to the ring. They brawl around the desks. Davenport grabs a chair, but uh, Gigi manages to dodge a chair shot. They get back in the ring. Um, there's a near fall. Gigi goes out to get the chair, goes to swing the chair. R- the referee gets involved, basically. Um, and then Gigi just schoolboys or schoolgirls, I suppose. Uh, Blair Davenport for the one, two, three. Davenport fish hooks the ref afterwards and screams, It's not over. Why there's a like a desperation headbutt thrown at a midriff here? The idea being, oh god, I'm gonna use every I'm knackered, beaten down, but I'm gonna just get what the only part of my body that still works that's my forehead and just smash it against your gut and try and wind you and create some separation. And it's just like, eh. <laughs> eh. it's like this nout behind nout in this match. It was so tame. Because we cover it, I sometimes get a little bit disappointed. Like, not angry, but a bit disappointed when, like, something that I genuinely think is great. These have been at it for a while as well. Like, stuff from NXT won't be considered in, for example, end-of-year lists, discussions, whatever. Whereas I would stack the Creed Brothers versus Grizzly Young Vets up against some of the best matches of this year if you watched it. But nobody did, and you have to sort of accept that. That cuts both ways. This is one of the worst feuds of the year. Everything about it has been bad, to the point where they even book it. JC Jane Gigi Dolan was worse than this. Because at least they had the history of, like, we hate each other and there's yeah. been a grand betrayal and we're bringing your family into it. They'd have the door frame spot. I but the oh, matches. Yeah. Oh, the matches were terrible. It just, it was so tepid. This, like, if, it's so fake feeling to the point where, like, they've kind of booked it that way. Whenever they brawl into a room, all the rest are like, oh, Jesus Christ, these again. Like, that's undermining that this is a blood feud. So it's no surprise that it feels so fake when they're going out there trying to kill each other. It's bad action, bad storytelling, bad, bad, bad. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell's trying to get an interview with Kiana James, obviously for her involvement earlier on, but Kiana James is pretty busy doing a business. Uh, and she talks about, on the phone, wiring money. She says, it's, don't worry, it's going to be worth your time. Uh, and what's, what's that about? Well, I love them playing the seats. Mackenzie says, what was that about? Um, and <laughs> she says, oh, Roxanne Perez, probably golden child of NXT since she walked in. Same day I did, actually. Uh, and everyone seems to remember Roxy winning the breakout tournament. I, I was in that too. And she won the tag team titles. Well, I won that too as well. Um, so I'll tell you what, she wants to fight me. If she does, she has to fight someone else first. Asuka, what? I love that Keanu James has done a business and that business is Asuka. How'd that happen? And, uh, I, like, I need more of that. Like, it's just funny, isn't it? And next week, they could make a video package where, like, Asuka like, was the greatest NXT Women's Champion ever, left the belt without losing the title, that kind of stuff. It's bollocks, but they could do it. And she can't beat. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because she has to beat her to face Keanu James. So yeah. She has to beat her. <laughs> uh, also, not to tread on our own dick for the preview, but we can have lots to talk about next week. So I've got a scene for you. Picture it. Next week, Von Wagner returns. Obviously, it's a big show. You bring the big stars back. Uh, Bob, Bobby Stone's there. And he's like, oh, 
Oh my God, man, so great to have you back. By the way, did you hear who Roxanne Perez is facing tonight? He's like, no, Robert, who is she facing? Aska. He goes, oh. And he turns to Roxanne Perez and says, who are you facing tonight? <laughs> we, uh, we see the participants. They do the, is everyone in the breakout tournament? And I just love this. Of just the, the go. Here's Lola Vice. Here's you know Danny Palmer, Ariana Grace, Jada Parker, Jakara Jackson, Carmen Petrovic, and Kalani Jordan. Izzy Dame were starting off this thing, and they have the the little thing of like, oh, they're a black belt, or they used to do gymnastics, or whatever. And then they, they each have like intangibles. <laughs> I feel like they really missed a trick because they had like uh, I think Kalani Jordan had like ring IQ, and others have like athleticism or speed or whatever. Carmen Petrovic should have just been f***ing sword. She's got a sword. You can't do the gimmick. Wings. So then we get uh, Kalani Jordan, the opening match of the tournament, versus Izzy Dame. Uh, brief match. Jordan obviously has done a bit. She's learned a lot from Dana Brooke. Um, one, of the, one of the wrestlers is better than the other in this match. Mm. Sunset flipped uh, from Jordan is blocked. Dame sends a throat first into the middle rope. Uh, Jordan hit high crossbody for two. Dame booted her down and got a two count as well. Uh, and then Jordan sent her into the corner. Split leg and moonsault. One, two, three. Kalani Jordan advances to the semifinals. I just, like, kind of feel sorry for the wrestlers. Worst thing, pity. And not for the characters, just for the fact that they're doing a match that they should and probably do do in the performance center in the rehearsal ring. And then it's like, right, go and do that on USA Network. That's wrong, isn't it? That is wrong. This was oh, fundamentally it's a wrong show. This was so like <laughs> like nothing felt like offense. It felt like let's do these things we've rehearsed and practiced and that we've said this for in years. In the order of, I've been told uh, about any kind of intuition about how to make things matter or whatever. And it's again NXT's. It's never squared the circle of being like one thing or the other. And the more I kind of find myself liking it some weeks or thinking the action is good, these matches stick out more. You know when, like, the f when 2.0 first started, it was like, it's 30 new guys. All right, I have no... like I c It's impossible to know what the expectations level are here. So all of the matches could be developmental, and then, I don't know, stick Champer on at the end or something. We're a long way removed from that now, and some of the stuff is often very good. Like, and this was the opposite of very good, and it sticks out more for... This is a bad week for in-ring, and this was still... This still stuck out. Shame. Shame for them. Uh, we see that there's been an argument on if it. Look, if this was a podcast in the night is, people would be going in two-footed on this stuff. Oh, I don't know. Nobody used to care back then. Like, it was absolutely terrible. Like, the ECW fans in the arena giving it the UF'd up and all that. There'd be that every week, multiple times. <laughs> That's where we're at with, like, so much weekly wrestling now. Right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been an argument on it uh, involving Thea Hale, JC Jane, Lola Vice, and Electra Lopez that set up a, a tag match tonight. Before that, Duke Bloody Hudson and Andre Chase run into uh, the new look Thea Hale and JC Jane backstage. They're warming up before their match, and uh, Chase says, uh, Do you want me and Duke to you know, help you? Could be in your corner for the match tonight. JC's like, She doesn't need a chaperone, mate. And uh, Hale's like, <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I don't want you out there. And JC Jane's like, Well, what is that, Thea? I actually think it's a good idea because these are a good bunch of guys. And then JC Jane, the heel connecting Thea Hale, leads her in a Chase U chant. We've got it right. It's <laughs> reverse corruption, this. She's gone into corrupt Thea Hale and she's become nicer as a result. Let's just, just go through the match now. 
Yes. Uh, well, amongst all that, there was like a mysterious vignette. I don't know who possibly it could be teasing the debut of. It's Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, Thea Hale, JC Jane versus Lopez and Vice. Um, Thea Hale's like, for the dancing entrance that uh, Vice and Lopez do. Uh, starts beating up Lola to start. Lopez got a cheap shot in from the apron, though. Uh, but in the end, a mischarge from Electra Lopez into the post uh, allows Hale to grab her and uh, put her in the Kimura <laughs> for a submission victory. A so great team. It should have been blindingly obvious on that charge that the target was going to move. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's the idea that Lola Vice is under Lopez's wing because... Oh my god! One of them significantly <laughs> better than the the uh, other already. I wasn't like a great individual performance from Lola Vice, but the strikes look really legitimate as mm. you'd expect from the background. Like yet again, I'm just repeating myself at this point. She has got abundant potential, and Thea Hale, having you know become a bad seed under the bad influence, is now a good wrestler who wins cleanly. <laughs> What are we doing? It's, I love it. I, I want to go like all in with the reverse corruption to the point where in a show of solidarity, like what started off with, oh my God, they've put her in black leather. Like this isn't the Chase you get. There's a show of like solidarity to those two, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, like basically come out dressed like demolition. And it's like, Jersey James' way was the right way. Like this university stuff was kind of bollocks actually. <laughs> Let's be good wrestlers and win the belts. It's just, it's staggering. It's so weird. It's pretty weird. It's pretty staggering, actually. JC Jane, like, they could build up to JC Jane's graduation. And, like, is this going to be what pulls Thea Hale back into Chase U? Or is it one giant rug pull? There's some really prime bollocks on the horizon. Yeah. I just don't know which way they're going to go with it yet. Still not, still got prom. Prom. You have prom in college. You just have keggers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, this is the bit where um, Mellow's in the park. Do they have a frat at Chase U? We've not seen that. We've not seen a frat house yet. I bloody should. They've been hanging around in people's kitchens. Mellow's <laughs> yeah. um, in the parking lot. And always gets... find me in kitchens at normal parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, a, it's like a WWE kitchen. It's like a normal kitchen. So there's like a sink, but no cooker. Yeah, no, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. There's the, Theoretically, it's a kitchen, but it's just another normal room. Yes, it's another normal room. Normal <laughs> WWE. So they ask Mello if he's going to take Bron's advice. He says, no. Actually, I've asked for a match for, uh, with Bron next week. Uh, funny you've caught me, because I've just got on the phone with John Cena, who gave me some really good advice and said, actually, he's going to be here next week. And they said, oh, Cody got a big announcement, actually, as well, whilst you're at it. <laughs> Class this. This is the least convincing reveal of being friends with John Cena since Bret Hart said he got one of his stunt workers in to set that car trick up. Oh, yeah. So, my friend John Cena introduced <laughs> me to a stunt, man. <laughs> what? Did you see someone on X? It's like, ah, I know why they're mate. I've cracked the code. <laughs> it's the law. There's law. I understand uh, why uh, John Cena sees a lot of uh, potential in Carmelo here. Why they've bonded off-screen. <laughs> uh, all this time apparently I can't remember this because it was Capital Wrestling Center stuff but did Carmelo Hayes win a breakout tournament yeah and he had the match against Adam Cole yeah he said I'm going to beat you in a big they had a promo duel before the match on Mustav whether it was the week after or later that night Carmelo Hayes was like a really like um, subtle callback Went Adam Cole and said, I'm going to beat you because I've got ruthless aggression. And slapped Adam Cole <gasps> oh, in the face. Yeah. Ah. And John Cena rang him up 
later <laughs> that night was like, I saw your kid. He got moxie. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on you. Uh, do you want to be mates? Because <laughs> I've got a feeling that in about two years, <laughs> I might need to have your back. <laughs> Main event time. <laughs> the North American Championship. Already? He's on the line, yeah. <laughs> Trick Williams versus Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> this match sucked. Oh, well, not, not this match, I'm saying. That's been basically the theme of the review, so yeah. it's gone quite quickly. It's a bad match. Uh, Dom- oh, the work was <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, Dom attacks at the bell. Um, Trick managed to turn it around. Drop kick. Uh, Dom uh, got him up for a body slam. Uh, he slid off. Uppercut. Dom went to the outside. Ripley's furious. Uh, we go to a break, come back, out comes Damien Priest and Finn Balor. So you've got out there, you've got Dirty Dom wrestling, you've got uh, Mimi, uh, you've got Finn Balor and Damien Priest, and of course, collectively, they're in the f***ing judgment day. Uh, Dom goes for the three amigos, that gets broken up. Trick Williams hit a jumping neck breaker and a rock bottom. Uh, Sorry. Yeah? You know judgment day theme? Sounds like Take That, you know. What did you say by Out the Bridge? Yeah. Which Take That song? I love this. It's... Is there a Take That song called Let It Shine or the lyrics yeah, Let yeah. It Shine? Yeah, Shine, yeah. Sounds a bit like that for me. And those are getting played next to each other when back in the office. Uh, so, yeah. Tricks in Control. Rhea Ripley... Sli- <laughs> Rhea Ripley slid the Women's Championship in and... I mean, this is the nicest possible way. Trick Williams did his best McBain impression by saying, from here, my lasers appear to be dyed, but I will lean in to take a closer look. <laughs> <laughs> a close inspection, these are loafers. <laughs> he does that with the NXT Women's Championship. So uh, Dom grabs him and DDTs him onto the belt, slides the belt out of there. One, two, Trick Williams gets the shoulder up. Um... Dom 619s him, goes for a frog, frog splash, but Trick Williams gets his knees up uh, and hit that jumping knee strike. He's got the match won this time, but here comes J.D. McDonough. Trick Williams gets rid of him, pre-slides the briefcase in. Dom goes to use it as a weapon. The referee grabs the briefcase. Balor jumps up on the apron, nails Trick Williams with a belt shot. He falls down. Dom, frog splash, one, two, three. Dominic Mysterio regains the NXT North American Championship. And the Finn Balor, as I've shared on our... Uh, slack today pulls a great face. The finish was, let's face it, as hot as summertime balls. Oh my god, the action is so crap. <laughs> like the axe kick to Dominic Mysterio, I thought he ducked, <laughs> but then he sold. Yeah, and it's like just hit in a safe space. God damn it, he's a terrible the period. <laughs> like you are mechanically at this point with Dominic Mysterio, I don't think you'll ever really get it. In terms of, he's doesn't need to, and we've said on that kind of weird meta note, it's better that he kind of sucks. And they've Triple H did a phenomenal job, genuinely. Like it should be studied. Sort of the all-time great. Like Triple H has never had the ingenuity of Paul Heyman in his life, except with Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, it's the best. Hide the positives. Uh, hide the negatives. Accentuate yeah. the positives. Bit of booking since it's up there with what Tony Khan does with Sting in a completely different way. Um, had that brilliant match with Dragon Lee, didn't he? Uh, Dragon Lee's Dragon Lee. Yeah. Imagine um, if we were doing this one of these on YouTube and somebody just baited that, like, Michael Sidgwick compares Dominic Mysterio to Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried now. <laughs> <laughs> then there's another bit. 
there was like three noticeable bits where I'm like, what are you doing? These both suck. You're the one, I can't remember the third, but the frog splash, knees up. Mm. Dominic Mysterio leapt off that top turnbuckle and just aimed for the knees and crumpled in anticipation. It never once remotely looked like he was trying to do a frog splash. His dad is Rey Mysterio. Has it reached a point now where, you know that old cliche, I can't remember the name of my office, my normal office colleague. Can't remember their name, so I'm just going to do everything possible. I can't ask at this point, oh, what's your name? I've known you for two years. <laughs> is Rey Mysterio now reached that awkward point where oh, he's been doing this since 2020? Uh, should I teach him about the concept of intent? <laughs> and actually making it look like the move you're going to hit, like you want to hit it, even though you know it's going to get reversed on. You're meant to make it look like you're going to do it. Is it, is, is, is it like a little bit... Uh, has it been too long now? It's a bit awkward now. I'll just let him. I'll give him enough rope and little hang himself. <laughs> uh, I can't disagree with anything Sid said about the match quality. I absolutely love this booking this whole weekend. Yeah. Like with Trick Williams. This was like reminiscent for me of a lot of the WWF superstars I loved as a kid where there would just be this like unconscionable heat angle as Vince McMahon screamed for his life. At least Nails, as useless as he was, could aim a bloody (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Like, no babyface makes a save. You were just left to watch the horrors unfold in front of you because sometimes that's like wrestling's cruelty and you want to see the babyface get the win on another day. I I, I wouldn't have changed a thing about the booking. Like, Trick Williams had the world against him. The one guy who's at fault here is Ilya Dragunov. Because he didn't say he wouldn't help. And I thought it was the Champions Club. And he was nowhere to be found. He was busy taking photos. Baron Corbin told him to go to him to take loads of photos. Fair enough. There you go. He had oh. an alibi. Yeah. Like he had, he had a photographer. New gimmick. Like, you wouldn't... Flash goes off, blinds him, roll up. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't remember this one, Bon, because you were off. But Stax had championship commitments, didn't he? So he couldn't do the podcast for a few yeah. weeks. That's Ilya Dragunov yeah. now that he's just yeah. won the belt. So that makes yeah. more sense of what that, ha- what that was. Yeah. So we've got LTST for Ilya not being there. So, yeah, like, Trick Williams goes... It makes sense of our podcast. Yep, definitely. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, all that... Interview. Stacks in the flesh next week. Wild, man. Yeah. You're going to get to see him. It's, it's like, I'm pleased for the viewers, if anything. Yeah. Actually, actually. Yeah, just like, it's not one bit of interference. It's not one weapon shot. It's every bit of interference and every weapon shot. This is the way it should be done. This is a perfect hot shot rain. Belts, exactly, yeah. Belts changing hands for, like, multiple different reasons. You've got your dream shot of Mellow and Trick at the PLE when you still could, the only time you could, yeah. and now already the tension that existed is bigger and better than it was before. Like, a great use of everybody involved. God, I wish we had some good wrestlers here. Yeah, <laughs> like I, a, It would really complete the set. I understand why people are like, well, what's the bloody point of that then, just to hot, hot potato the title? Well, that's the whole point of it. You're not watching. You're not watching weekly, I don't think. If you, I think it's a bad faith criticism for people to be like, oh, I can't believe they've like done trick dirty. Stand up for an XT. Yeah, like, this was... If you're watching regularly, you know this wasn't a plan. Trick Williams in kayfabe has taken advantage of a situation and has come undone because of like the, the cruelty of the Judgment Day. And there's a bigger story playing out here. Like it's, I, I just and think he could, he could win it back. They could do an, a story where he eventually does win it back from Dominic Mysterio, and then Mello's there. Mello literally is in his corner for that to even the odds, and then he immediately attacks him afterwards because that's my A champion. Or he screws him out of winning. You do a triple threat with them in it, with both of them in it, and. Supposed to be my friend. He, like, there's lots of options there. Yeah, it's the story, I think. And I just, I just, I, just, I always assume when people bury stuff in NXT, it's the type of burial. I can tell if you're watching or not. Yeah, because 
we know what we'll bury yeah. in here. We watch them religiously. Bury the matches. Uh, and uh, but it's not okay for you to say that. It's only okay if I say. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, I thought. Well, uh, there we go. Another episode of NXT in the books. But uh, Paul Heyman shows up. He's in the parking lot. When as did well. he age ten years? Oh, he didn't look great here, did he? It was he? getting flagged up with that promo he cut on SmackDown last week. Yeah. Was he, has he stopped dyeing his hair or something? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's... But, yeah. And he said, uh, so ne- for a split second, I thought the tribal chief was coming because he said, uh, next week I heard uh, Carmelo Hayes, Bron Breaker, and uh, Melo's getting advice from John Cena, who's supposed to be the GOAT. He's only the second greatest of all time. And I thought, guys, what are we doing here? And he says, well, you keep getting involved in bloodline business. And I was thinking... Oh, my God. And he said, so Roman Reigns has allowed me <laughs> to provide Bron Breaker with some wisdom. Not on a TV screen, not on a phone, but I'm going to be in Bron's corner next week. Fantastic continuity note here. As Cedric has pointed out, rightfully so, when showing balance as he does. Roman Reigns doesn't watch SmackDown most of the time, otherwise a lot of the bloodline is yeah, usually... But apparently, watch, watch show, Paul. apparently watch watches show. NXT with such like sort of investment that you can call halfway through and say, Paul, do something about that. Like, I'm livid with what's going on with Carmelo Hayes. You've been watching. Like, uh, by the way, uh, if you can find out if uh, Kiana James uh, still got any interest with the Cowboys, because I really want to see if Fan and Henley gets yeah, it together. Yeah. I'd love that. Where was Paul Heyman? Like, where was he meant to be when he was filmed? Apart, yeah. How do you know to be there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Answer he was one. setting up uh, Indy Hartwell for a sneak attack. <laughs> They're all back in the car park this no. week. We never find no, I think wrestling's fake. Indy Hartwell. No. I'm fairly certain it's not on a level. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Hang on. He's there, he's there getting advice off uh, Shawn Michaels on how to book. Yeah. He's running out of steam with the bloodline. He's like, oh, I need some help. <laughs> well, this is a shame. I mean, we've got, we've sort of, you know, yeah. we've overindulged ourselves because we had him on the uh, No Mercy review. But uh, this has been the uh, NXT review. <laughs> Yeah, yeah! Nice we started a goddamn week, huh? <laughs> I didn't fly home yesterday. I thought I'd stick around and uh, took a little trip again. Another what? trip for an old Staxi. Where did he go? Germany. Oh. <laughs> what is the deal with Germany? I've been to Germany on no less than two different occasions for two different stag do's. Oh. Um, I went to Hamburg for my own stag do, and then I did a double header at uh, <laughs> Dusseldorf and Stuttgart. And oh my God, Germany is such a wonderful place to visit, Starks. I'm assuming you had a great time. Um, the beer over there is tremendous. If you love meat, if I got the country for you, it's Germany. Uh, the music ain't up to much. <laughs> but when you're in a novelty mood for a bit of Euro pop, it hits the spot. Um, remarkably sunny. Mm. Like, I didn't expect. It's mainland Europe. I probably should have, you know, um, figured. But no, the, uh, the weather's hot. The beer's nice. Loads of meat. Like, really cool nightlife bustling. Yeah, I love Germany. Do you have a good time? Amazing time, thanks, Sigi. Uh, what about you, Willie? Uh, yeah, I've been to, to Germany twice, once on a stag do and once on a, uh, a radio promotion. Um, you'll never guess what they dressed me in. Was it, was it, was yeah, it a big was sausage? It? No, it was lederhosen. Lederhosen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I set off the uh, metal detector at the airport because I forgot I had them on. So. Uh, hey! <laughs> 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 I was whilst I was over there, I uh, I asked I asked the guy I bumped into. I said, uh, "What's the uh, what's the connection between Germany and huh?" Usually, you have like a theme 
Like something happened. Well, you know, I've been, I've done, done, done France, I've done. All right, okay, uh, okay, down, okay. South, South, I've done Italy, I believe. Yes, you did. Done, All right, Kevin. Okay, 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 sorry. Kind of sorry. on European tour. Exactly. And I thought, you right. know, it's, it's kind of on the way back to America, sort of. Uh, so I've no. stopped that. It's, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's yeah, the opposite way. 24 hours to kill, so I don't go to Germany and come back. So whilst I was there, I asked the guy I bumped into, I was like, excuse me, what is. What's a three-letter word for uh, compete? And uh, he said, "thy." And I said, because I'm trying to finish a goddamn crossword. <laughs> Good stuff, yeah. Stax. Three jokes, three questions for you. They're all clean this week as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> how does a German cowboy, picture that, say hello? Hmm. Right, cowboy say howdy. Howdy. Yeah. Okay, but... Um, Germans would say, hello, or Auf Wiedersehen. Is that Auf Wiedersehen, goodbye? Auf Wiedersehen goodbye, yeah. I never did German at school, did I you? did German for like oh, two two or three years before I did French for GCSEs. I just did French, yeah. What is it? Willkommen, that's welcome. Yeah. So, hang on, set up again. How does a German cowboy say hello? Something to do with... Howdy partner? Is there anything in partner? Howdy partner. How... <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. So goddamn close. How does a German cowboy say hello? Audi. Audi! Uh, like a goddamn car! It's like I can't do the cowboy. Huh? Question <laughs> joke number two. Pamphlet. <laughs> got me nervous for stacks that he's got, he's got an edge. Yeah. Which German city smells the best? Hmm? Um, it says Berlin. Yeah. The only puns on Berlin. Um, Hamburg. Is there anything in oh, Hamburg? Because burgers smell nice. Hamburgers. <laughs> so can't, that, can't, can't it be, can it be that? Well, the Stuttgart. Uh-huh. Does it smell nice or bad? Smells the best. Smells the best. So it'll be Stutt. Munich. Anything like that? No. Dusseldorf. You know, my German geography is terrible. Cologne. <gasps> Cologne's the correct well, answer. Well in, Sage. Well in. It's in there. Final question for you. Final joke for you. Did you? Huh. What's the German word for a bra? Huh? <laughs> Picture that. German word for a bra. What's he doing here? Is it like, uh, wait a minute, so. What's like a cliched article of German clothing? Lederhosen? Lederhosen would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? Stereotypical. Like titty holders or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like some of that. Um, <laughs> We're knocking at some titty holders. <laughs> titty holders. Guys, it's really good, Sid. Not right. What is the uh, what is the German word for a bra? <laughs> Stop him from flopping. Titty holders. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye, Stax. Stax. <laughs> oh, Stax has got to be stopped. I've never heard him laughing so much as he's left the <laughs> studio. Oh, also, it was almost like uh, reverberating <laughs> around the room three times. 
Well, that's it on NXT. Looking forward to it next week uh, on Twitter. What culture do we do? You watch that? You can follow, follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts and What Culture Wrestling podcasts on YouTube. Me and Sid will be back later on today to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Sidgwick to Hamlet. Thanks to Stax as well. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.